listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. I feel like I fit I fit right in, you know what I'm saying, with my defense, my versatility, with me being able to play the five, me being able to play the four. Overall, playing hard and just my, my, my will to win will. No, that's a fact. That's a fact. We got yeah, a lot of young talent, um, a lot of guys that's wanting to be a great team. We all got the mentality to do it, so yeah, it's going to happen sooner than later. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. What is going on, everyone? You are listening to The Summit State of Mind, the podcast of Dream Shakes and Stepbacks, and everything Houston Rockets presented to you by the Apollo Podcast Network. I am your host, your commissioner, Kenny, and of course, with me as always is my brother, my tag team partner, the GM, Justin. Follow my brother on Twitter at JP underscore Mirabueno. Follow myself on Twitter as well at Summit Commish. Follow our show at Summit SOM Pod, and of course, Follow our media team at Apollo NBA and at Apollo HOU. GM, fresh out of game one of the preseason. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling pretty okay. Feeling pretty good. Pretty good right now. Pretty good. GM, fresh on a Monday night, 24 hours from our first win of the preseason. How are we feeling today? Feeling like as good as an almost 40-point victory would feel. I mean, it was the first preseason game, yes, but just based on what we saw, it just seemed like we got a totally different team out there, man, and based on what we watched the past couple years, like it was very refreshing considering that it was mm-hmm. a preseason game, but there's a very many noticeable differences within this team. I asked you how you were doing. I didn't ask you about the game. Well, but I'm feeling good go. naturally. Okay. It's except you the fact that to go it's into Monday. the game without my without my okay. Just well, decided. I related it in terms I of how sh- I'm feeling because we almost because we practically won. We won huge. No last one puts night. G the GM in a corner. He makes his own rules. Yeah, you're damn right. <laughs> well, you know, you already made already some valid points already in regards to this. Look, guys, the Houston Rockets, they did work. That's bottom line here. Look, we know that the San Antonio Spurs are a team that were not meant to compete for anything other than ping pong balls. Wow, I'm talking about a team competing for ping pong balls that are not the Rockets. What a time to be alive. The Rockets molly wop the San Antonio Spurs in game one of the preseason, 134 to one. No, sorry, 134 to 96. And GM, let me give you my three points. Little little things that here or there that I saw. In regards to our Rockets and as to why the reason that we won. Point number one, Jabari Smith. Insane. Point number two, Jabari Smith is him. Point number three, Jabari Smith as advertised. Look, everyone talking about everything that they need to talk about. And I'm going to give everybody what's over. If if he doesn't do well, I'll call my boy out happily. But... My boy's doing work. If my son's doing work, you better believe I ain't just going to talk that talk. I'm going to walk that walk. Because at the end of the day, Jabari Smith did exactly as what he was supposed to do. 8 of 15 from the floor, 5 of 8 from 3, 21 points, 7 rebounds, oh, actually 8 rebounds in total, 2 assists, just 2 turnovers, 3 personal fouls, plus 19 from the floor. Jabari Smith did everything. He shot the ball really well, got up and down the court. He was a gazelle 
going coast to coast, his ability to attack the screen head on. I'm telling you right now, you seeing the way that Christian Wood played last year, nine day, nine day right out of the gate. GM, I want to go more in depth on Jabari Smith as we enter into this. But overall, what did you think about how Jabari Smith played? And what do you think this means for the rest of the you know preseason and going into the season for our Rockets? I was very happy with how he played. I mean, he looked very smooth. He looked like he belonged out there. He looked like he was just a great puzzle piece that's meant to play next to the likes of a Jalen Green and a Kevin Porter Jr. There were so, so, so many passes that were made to Jabari that just looked so good, like from KPJ, from Shangun, from Jalen. It looks like, honestly, that these guys were looking for him. They wanted Tim to start out hot, and that's exactly what happened. And it was amazing to watch. Like, I think all the shots that he took were assisted, except like maybe one when he, I remember he t- he did that pull up three on the, I guess, not really a fast break, but kind of a fast break. I remember that. But overall, it seemed like Jabari was in the right place at the right time throughout the game. Like, even when we saw, like, was it the first or second possession? They would, they ran the offense through Shingun. But who did he find? The first possession of the, the game, bucket, he found. Yeah, he found Jabari Smith. There you go. At the rim. I think, from what everyone's been touting him on, and we were talking about this during the game. Just a, also full disclosure: we were at the game. Unless you guys already hadn't heard or saw our social media, we were obviously at the game. Not only were we at the game, but we actually had some pretty, pretty decent seats, so we were able to kind of get get a good close up of the action and kind of get to see everything like up front, close and personal. And Jabari is just—he's just another animal. Like, just the way that he played, the way that he looked, the way that he changed the complexity of the entire team. He plays with an intensity. He plays with a certain fire that not a lot of people, not a lot of people, like, well, people knew about it, but a lot of people are hating on him for some, what were the people hanging on for some of the league for? His shooting, lack of offense, lack of ball handling. Did you all, did you notice how many times did Jabari Smith really handle the rock last game? Like, like legitimately handle the rock. He didn't have to. That was the thing. Um, yeah. And you can but, see, like, Summer League, like, I, I don't want to say that, I don't want to discount his handling, but the talent level that was surrounding him in Summer League is completely different to the talent that is surrounding him now. That's what, yeah, that's the whole point of what yeah. I was trying to say is, is mm-hmm. that he is put into a position now where he's playing with a guard who knows how he, where he needs to get the ball, where he needs to succeed, and how he can succeed on the offensive end. They put him in position to succeed from the three-point shot. First possession of the game, Shangun finds him. He even said, my bad, because he found him like a second or two later than he, than Shangun probably should have. You can find him a little sooner, like a split second sooner, because when the games start to count, those are going to be steals. Those are going to be batted balls. So, it's not to discount this win by any means, but it's the freaking San Antonio Spurs. So, you go through these possessions here and there to kind of understand the ups and flows of the game and that's exactly what Jabari Smith is doing and I said this from day one and I'm going to say this until the cows come home he is literally a game changer on the defensive end but it wasn't just the defense that made him shine it was the offense his ability to cut to the basket quick cuts to the rim his ability to get open for three to sit in that corner and be ready to shoot the ball his ability to knock down the three ball. You think he didn't hear? You think he didn't hear the words that everyone was saying to him about summer league? The dude came out and shot five of eight. He did this in Auburn. He doesn't like it when you. He does, he takes it personal. 
takes a he takes a page out of the Jordan handbook, and I was explaining it to you while we were watching the game. There was a few spurt of games in Auburn where he wasn't playing well. People were talking smack about him and whether or not he was worthy of being the top pick. He heard he heard everyone's noises, and he shot over fifty percent the following three games in Auburn. He does this. This is what he does. He takes things personally. He isn't gonna say it out loud, but he takes things personally. And look what he does right out of the gate. Five of eight from three, people knocking on him for his three-point shot. A man who shot 42% from three was expecting him to shoot the lights out. Is having KPJ, Jalen Green, and Shangun, who are all very talented and underrated passers, getting him the ball outside of what? You know, who who was it in summer league that tried to get that would get was getting but Josh Christopher, who's who's a great player, yes. but not the best passer. Absolutely. Yeah, and then yeah. you have that, what's his name? Fair. And then Titan Washington, Titan Washington, Hudgens, Dacian Nix. Dacian Nix, that's the other one. So that's pretty much just like my points of the game in terms of Jabari Smith, because I know people were wondering how I felt about Jabari Smith. I had people DMing me being like, how do you feel now that Jabari Smith is performing? So I had to put in my two cents in the first part of this episode just to kind of let everybody know that Jabari Smith is him, and he should have been the number one pick, and he's going to prove to everybody why this season he's two-way talent. He's definitely that player. He's that player that's going to change the game on the defensive end for the Rockets. I'm telling you right now. This team is never is not going to be a team like last year. This team isn't going to win 20 wins. They're going to win more. Like, that's my bottom line. And if they play the way that they play, you know what? I'm going to jump on this bandwagon. Playing, baby. You just got to make the 10th seed. I'm going to keep saying it. You just got to be the 10th seed in the West to make the play-in. But that's just how I feel. Your, your belief. I love your your positivity. Someone's got to be positive. Someone's I can't positive. get someone's there just yet. Oh, I, I'm there. I have to see it during the season. I'm there. I'm there. But I'm there. what I'm going to say is about this game is that it is a very positive step forward. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, because that's what I wanted to ask you too. I was about to get into it right here. Was to ask you about how you felt about Shangun, especially and how he played during the game, and what else? Like, give like give me like your points of emphasis on what you saw and wh- how you s- saw this team compete. Well, when we were watching the game, I will say this: when LP saw Jacob Purtle guarding him, he was slobbering out the mouth. Like, barbecue chicken. Barbecue chicken. Every time he had him as a matchup. Jacob Pirtle cannot guard him. He's a solid shooter, but I would say the defensive end might not be his strength. I mean, granted, Al P has been, has been playing. He played at Eurobasket, you know, and I just think that he looked very good. I love the fact that we did run a little bit more of the offense through Al P. Thank goodness, Silas. There were things that we saw that we definitely wanted to see. That's just one that's just one thing, man, in pertaining to the whole offense. Like Jalen Green, he did not have the best kind of game. He shot three for twelve from the field. But he made impacts in other ways. You can legitimately on the court, when we watched him, you could legitimately see the size that he built. Like it it's night and day in comparison from last year to now. And he looked so smooth out there. He looked like he knew he looked a lot more prepared, absolutely in comparison to last year. He the was game getting wasn't to the moving fast. No, it the wasn't. Was you can tell you that tell he was mind. he was being very patient yep. out there. His handles were a bit tighter, and he definitely seemed like he was ready for the moment. And I'll say this: like those few moments, like where he found LP for a nice layup, or was it a dunk inside? It he found layup, Jabari yeah. Smith Jr. in the corner. Like those type of passes as you can see where Jalen Green looks very 
very polished. And I'll say this now as well. Kevin Porter Jr., man. Kevin Porter Jr., and shout out to Bruno Fernando. That PNR that they were running to a T, man, looked very, very good. Very smooth. Kevin Porter Jr. looked like a point guard out there. I'm not saying that he didn't before, but you could tell that the game has really slowed down for him as well. And the thing that impresses me most about our backcourt is that these guys legitimately worked their tails off during the summer, and you can see that they came back as men on a mission this game. So I'm really happy that we were able to be there, first of all, to see the game, and to see those two guys specifically. I was really looking forward to seeing our backcourt and see how they were to be utilized for one and how they utilized Jabari Smith Jr. Because obviously Eric Gordon was going to be fine. You're not worried about Eric Gordon. LP, that's completely independent. But you could also see they ran the, you know, one in, four out offense legitimately, you know, and you can just have movement everywhere. And that's certainly a recipe for helping LP succeed in terms of the primary playmaker, in terms of the high post. But overall, I was very, very happy with effort. The defensive end was solid. Jabari Smith, Tari Eason, this team's complexion as a defensive identity has completely changed. You can start switching everything. Absolutely. You can start get you're getting closer to that. You're really getting closer to that in terms of what you know what this team can do on the defensive end. I think Silas has such a has so much more to play with now in terms of like what he wants to do piecewise with this team, John Lucas as well. They're gonna have like these times and opportunities where they can run you know, you're always gonna run back to that twenty eighteen Rockets team and if this team can well, Shengun has to not be on the floor, unfortunately. He's just not there defensively. But that's why I love the pairing of Jabari and Shengun. I love this pairing just based on the fact that this team this team alone last year, if you had Shengun and Wood, it, it no offense, it's just the defense. If that's anchoring your defense, you're not gonna be you're not even gonna be a top twenty you're not gonna be a top twenty five defense in the NBA. What I love about Al P and Jabari together is that they offset they offset each other's weaknesses and they encourage each other's strengths by the way that they play. Yeah, they're Al- certainly a great yeah. complement to each other. Exactly. And what also another thing that stood out to me was the first four possessions ran through Shangun. He was purely the funnel of the offense. He started everything. Like it all ran through him at the top of the key in the middle, going down to about the free throw line. So much like Jokic. Like, I'm really wondering now if Silas really went into the Denver playbook and saw what he was doing because the first few possessions, I swear to you, if I'm squinting my eyes, that is a Jokic ran Denver set. Like, that is a Denver set offense, like the way that Jabari started in the in the corner and then cut directly to the rim. That is a Denver set. So I'm wondering now how much uh, Silas is looking into this, this offense and the way that he saw him play Euro. Euro basketball in the summer, and then the way that Jokic plays as well, those first four possessions were really eye-opening for me. It really seems like they're not going to go KPJ as the pure point guard, which they never should have done, but it really seems like the ball distribution is going to go accordingly. Kevin Porter Jr. is still your point guard, but it seems like the primary funnel, at least to start the game, it's going to go through Shangun, especially if it's a center that doesn't have otherworldly defense if it's a player like Gobert you may not want 
you may not run solid through Shangun unless they obviously put Gobert on like a Tate again. Um, but from what I saw though, this seems like one of those situations where they want to test Shangun out and it seems like it's going to work out. And I think that that is beautiful. And it, and more importantly, it offsets so much and it takes so much pressure off of Kevin Porter Jr., which is incredible. And I'm really happy to see that. But GM, what else did, you know, we talked about, we talked about LP. We talked about Jabari. Yo, man, shout out to Charlie, dude. We got to give Dacian Nick some love. He had that halftime buzzer beater that I wasn't even able to see. I was too busy editing and getting another tweet out. And then I didn't even see it. If you saw him during the highlights of the game, we hit the jumper. If you zoom in on the screen, if you watched the game, zoom in on the screen on the left side, you'll see a guy wearing a a navy blue Houston Rockets Sam Cassell jersey. That's my brother. That was the GM going nuts. And me, like, super delayed, like, what happened? Because <laughs> I wasn't watching. So, GM... Dacian, Dacian Nix, you saw the half-court shot. How'd you feel when you saw it? And then, you know, we'll go deeper into Dacian Nix, but as well as the other bench players. I mean, I thought, it was a, I thought it was a great shot to see. I mean, it was a great way to end the half. Shout-out to our boy Charlie. I don't know if you saw Ike tweet last night the video of Charlie celebrating that three-pointer. Good so, for him. That was really funny. <laughs> um, Dacian Nix was solid, man. Um, honestly, I, there wasn't much that I saw that really stood out to me in terms of Dacian. He looked comfortable out there. Um Ty Ty looked fairly uh, comfortable as well, but he played like garbage minutes is what you would say, correct? The guys that really kind of stood out to me in terms of their play, like off the bench, had to be Tar Eason for one, double-double, 21-10. and 10. You know, he had six offensive rebounds, man. That's a pretty decent amount, dude. That's a lot. He's a plus 14 on the, on the floor, and... 9 of 13 from the field and 1 of 2 from 3. Very, very, very efficient night out of Atari Eason. Mm-hmm. And you could see the effort defensively as well. He was he put, he put it all out there, man. And that was just amazing. And then what they called off that windmill dunk of his, which was yeah, really ridiculous on the like foul. I don't remember what happened. Dumb. But I'll say this, even though like Josh Christopher, he was 6 of 10 from field. 15 points, 4 assists, 4 rebounds, man. Very, very solid game out of a guy mm-hmm. like a Josh Christopher who looked like he was ready contri- to contribute just ASAP. He was ready. You could tell that he was itching. You know, also, seeing our big guys like Boban, Bruno, Usman, you know, like everyone is different. They all bring different things to the table and all shown. It was all shown last night. Usman's defense, his rebounding, his the way he hunts for the ball, you can see that. He had seven rebounds. Bruno Fernando, he had eight points and three rebounds. That's also in service because of Kevin Porter Jr. He was three of three from the field. And then Boban Marjanovic only played seven minutes, but he did score four points and two rebounds. Every oh, time he rebounds, touched sorry. the ball, the crowd was just, we were all just like, yeah. you just saw the wave of, uh. <laughs> Everybody loves Boban, yeah, and it was Boban. awesome, and it was it was really great to see. And you like you you know he's huge, but legitimately to see how big he really is, like in person, is a yeah. little ridiculous. It's crazy to me. Just close as I'll get to us seeing Andre the Giant on the yeah. on the floor, Boban the Giant just doing just doing work. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh Christopher, like you had already stated, 15 points, 6 of 10, 3 of 4. Another person that really made a, a huge impact on the floor. Um, his ability, just, just Jacob is Jacob's just a hooper. Like, that's the, the best way I can describe it. Like, the, Jacob and, jo, J, Jacob and um, sorry, Tari Eason are two guys 
that just hustle. Like they really give their all on the floor. Yeah, those and guys you can are see definitely it. fan yeah. favorites in yeah. terms of like your hustle player, role players for sure. Yeah, yeah. And on both ends of the floor, like they're just giving out all out hustle. You know, there's only a few things in life that are free. GM, there's only a few things in life that are free. That are the croutons from the now rest in peace Sweet Mesquite. God, I love Sweet Mesquite. The soft serve of Jason's Deli. When you get fouled and you get free throws. Touche. And hustle. The four things in life that are free. Welcome, welcome to my TED Talk <laughs> on the few things that are free. And I'm telling you right now, like, hustle is free. You, you want it as much as you, you – look, if you want to make an impact, you force your way into the floor. And if Tari Eason is going to take that Josh Christopher route, he's well on his way because I know the way that the, the way that Silas was – if he's running this rotation any similar to how he's going to run it during the season, Tari Eason during training camp was running with the third stringers. Right now he's running with a bit of the third stringers, kind of a little bit of the second unit, kind of like limited minutes with the second unit, but mostly with the third unit. So it's like – if he's going to want to make an impact, he's going to have to force his way into the lineup. Mm-hmm. A few things are free, and the hustle is free. So Tari Eason, just his ability to get to the rim, the ability to keep the ball alive, like the ability to just out-rebound and out-muscle these people, it reminded me so much of what made Mario Ellie, P.J. Tucker, Patrick Beverly, you know, these people's made these players legends in Houston. And if Tari has that type of proverbial dog in him, and he can carry that into a season when you have games that aren't against the lowly San Antonio Spurs, but when you have a big game against the Lakers. You need a big rebound you know, against Kevon Looney and the Golden State Warriors. Or you need to solidify a, a border or tip the ball out to Jabari Smith against a big man like Rudy Gobert and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Those are the plays that'll get you minutes. Those are the plays that'll keep you on the team. And... I think Tari needs to follow the Josh Christopher blueprint. Stay patient, but anytime you take that floor, seize your moment. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think that that he's well on his way. He did an incredible job. Um, another person I wanted to talk about, GM, KJ Martin. I wanted to talk about the way that he played. He played incredible. Every time he scored, I don't know if you noticed, Jay Sean Tate went bonkers. Like, you could sell that KJ's close with the team. I think it's nothing personal. I think KJ loves this team. I think KJ loves his teammates. Um, but everything's business-like. So overall, what did you think of... So two questions. One, overall, what did you think of his game and his hustle? Because he did score seven points on a plus eight from the floor. Three of five. One of three from the free throw line. Four rebounds. One assist. One steal. Two blocks. You know, you, you, you're not a KJ Martin nine unless you get a block. Overall, what did you think of his game tonight? And question number two, do you think that this is his way to buy himself, you know, minutes when he when the season starts? Or buy himself more minutes in a bigger role? Or is this a showcase? I can't know exactly for sure what I would classify it as. I would say it as this, that Jay Sean Tate was hurt. He wasn't playing. And KJ Martin ended up getting those minutes. And I think that's very fair to say. And I think it's fair to say that he played very well in terms of his impact yesterday. He had that one highlight dunk that he had where he sniffed the rim like he is James Harden. You know, it was kind of crazy to see that. It was a really nice blast from the past. His defensive cool. effort out there was very good it was felt and you know those two blocks like you stated very typical impact that is of a kj martin whether it is a quote-unquote showcase or a possible bigger role for kj i don't know that what i would say is that all kj is trying to do is make the biggest impact he possibly can every time he hits the floor during this preseason and let the chips fall as they may. Mm-hmm. Um, if it were up to me, I'm saying if I'm other teams watching this, 
I would be looking at KJ Martin closely. I would too. these games, see how you value him, and see if there is a guy that you might be willing to trade and absorb a quote unquote Derek Favors expiring with a KJ Martin to trade away a player that is making decent money, but tradable, and the Houston Rockets could possibly use. Or like we stated, uh, well actually no we can't do that because he can't be traded for sixty days. Derek Favors, my apologies totally forgot he's not even suited up so it makes me think like are they just gonna like well, is the, he the, gonna do you think he's gonna play i mean I, maybe but the trade has been already solidified so yeah. he can't be traded for another 60 days no yeah no that's mm-hmm. what i meant what i was saying is because we saw him in street clothes so i wonder yes, if like yes. maybe you know, he just wasn't prepared or maybe, maybe he was still uh maybe he was recovering from something or maybe it was just they just wanted to hold him out so they can let the other guys play because i don't think Derek favors is necessarily needed to play in the preseason He's already solidified as a pro. He's been around the block for many years. He's earning $10 million a year. So I just don't see it um, for what Steven Silas is looking for, especially with LP on the floor and the other guys like Bruno, Usman, and Boban. He's just trying to solidify who will be taking that backup role and whether or not we should probably send down Garuba to the G League. And, you know, the, the only thing is that our roster is so packed up I'm not 100% sure who stays. Um, I feel like that a trade is probably going to happen or we're going to have to release someone like a Garrison Matthews or a Usman Garuba or a Dacian Nix. I don't know. But it just doesn't... It, there, there's going to be a surprise cut or a trade that seems like it's going to happen where it's like a two-for-one addition by subtraction. You know, um, when, actually, while I'm saying that, you know, I'm just going to put this little quip out here. The team looks so different without Christian Wood. It blows my freaking mind how one person, one person can change the whole dynamic of a team and be night and day with how Christian Wood plays to how it had Kenny's son, Jabari Smith Jr. playing. It was unfreaking believable So I will say this. This team, like I said in the beginning, this team looked good, man. And I'm really excited to see more. I want to see how it's going to be when we struggle. I want to see how it's like when we play really good teams. And, you know, we can only take things with a, with a quote unquote, with a, you know, just a little bit of a hint. You know what I mean? Pinch of salt? Yeah. You can't take, you can't invest all of your chips in this one game. But there's totally reasons to be positive and reasons to be excited about what is upcoming for this team. So I think that's very fair to say. Well, I, you know, I said, I said this when we were playing them yesterday and we were, we were already winning by 30. I'm like, GM, this is like, you know, when this is these tune up games, it's almost like college. It's, it's Alabama against Northwestern community, Appalachian state university. It's like, it's like, you know, it's the D three D four school that they just need the tune up game to, to, to ground and pound and give them confidence. It's just, it's nothing more than a confidence booster. And I'm not trying to downplay the Spurs by any means, but we all know what y'all are doing. You're not trying to get Wimby. We all, we all know. Don't, 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 don't hide what you're doing. It's been, it's perfectly fine. Like you can do what you do, but this team is definitely someone to be excited about to expand it upon what the GM was saying. Like, um, Christian would not just not being there. The fact that Silas doesn't have to cater to the whims of of a Christian Wood, that he can run full bore this holy offense that he had been so touted for when he had acquired him, um, that was one of his highest points. And finally, in in year three of his coaching tenure, he gets full 
more access to. Imagine year one, you thought you were going to coach James Harden, Russell Westbrook. James Harden's there. He doesn't even want to be there. So he's catering to Harden and John Wall. Year two, he's catering to Christian Wood. Year three, he finally has this this core of players that are hungry and young and want to learn and ready to absorb it's something that is Rockets fans. I'm telling you right now, don't put too much stock into this game one of the preseason, but put more stock into this team already than you ever did last year. I'll say that. Don't you know? I agree with that. Don't sentiment. be as crazy as me and say play in. This is me. This is who I am. I'm gonna ride this team. I said play in last year. That was my prediction. Like I'm gonna continue to say play in because you know what? Nothing excites me more than playoff basketball. So I'm gonna continue to say play in regardless. And after a forty, an almost forty point blowout, I'm gonna say it. But. The GM mentioned something very interesting. He, he said Steven Silas, and even backtracking beyond that, we did. I did not get a chance to cover a little bit of Jalen Green. I just wanted to say this: um, we we had access to the to the shootarounds uh, early, and I was able to see him play live. I was able to see him dribble the ball, handle the ball, and kind of shoot. Dude looked completely different, like in person. He he's built, like he's 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 rounded out, like he's really going. He's really fitting into his body, like. That ten pounds of muscle. When you, if you ever go to a game in person, just watch. Go, just look at him. You can tell he's different. Like he's more built. Like now, granted, he's he's not fully formed into his body. The kid's only twenty. He's not even legal to drink yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's definitely he's heard he's heard everyone. He heard he heard the noise. He knew, and he gained the proper weight. He gained ten pounds, and you can immediately see it out of the jump. And the game calmed. I can just tell in Jalen's mind the game is slower. And that's a beautiful thing. And I think, it, it. and I hate to say this, but it does go back to Christian Wood. It's like when you have a player like that that wants the ball, you don't want to step on his toes. You know, you want to try to blend into the offense. Kind of like what Jabari Smith is doing right now. It's, it's when you're the rookie, you don't want to step on everyone's toes. Very few people like to do that. Kobe Bryant was one of them. You know, he was a young kid that shot a lot of air balls. But Jalen Green, the game, you can tell, is moving a lot slower. And I think that... That's just going to pay dividends in the long run. It's going to pay dividends in game 25, game 52. It's going to pay dividends down the, ro- down the road. And you're seeing just a sliver of it, ladies and gentlemen. You're, this, you get so much more. You, we, we're getting at least 85 more games of, of Rockets basketball, and that is insane when you think about it. So, you know, we're looking forward to it. We can't wait to see it. And, GM, I, I do want to touch up on this because it did happen while we were at the game, before the game even started. Um, when we entered the arena, and that's the Bruno Fernando extension. We did. You did mention this a little bit uh, earlier. You were talking about the fact that you know Bruno Fernando played really well, and he did play really well. He's truly. It's. It looks like he's earned the contract. My best guess is he got the four-year deal worth out of what about what eleven? We had it at pegged at ten million, eleven million. Was um, it four? Four years. Yeah, four years. I think ten point two million. Okay, we had him at pegged at four years, ten point two million. So he showed. My my best guess is that he showed in training camp that this is the that he was he was the pick that Adam deserved Spillane it. Adam yeah. Spillane said that he has been phenomenal. Yeah, in training so, camp. So that's why I wanted to ask you, like with Bruno Fernando solidifying his four year deal, Derek Favors getting traded to Houston. Where does this? What happens from here on in? Like, what exactly? What do you think this signing means for the players like Garuba? For players like Boban, mm-hmm. for players like Derek Favors, what does the signing of Bruno Fernando do for the rest of these big men trying to carve their niche onto this team? I think it shows that he's the favorite to be the backup currently. And I think that's very fair considering it's been an open competition. And it looks like Bruno Fernando is the one that has definitely made the most impact in terms of 
making use of his time as the backup. Um, in terms of Usman, I think that Usman might be in trouble, um, to be honest with you. I still don't think he gets cut. I think they will, if anything, I believe that they're either going to, they could probably buy out Derek Favors if he really doesn't want to play here. You know, they can just be like, Derek, we'll cut your ties and we'll do you a service in terms for you and we'll buy you out and, you know, it's all good, right? That's certainly a possibility. Another possibility is that Boban gets cut as well. That's something I'm not a fan of. Um, I wish we could definitely keep him. I'm hoping that we do. I love the impact that he brings to the team. So that's why that's something that I definitely am hoping uh, that the team is able to keep and recoup. You know, um, I don't want Usman to be cut because I don't believe that he deserves it. He, But if he is the guy that is playing the most poorly, uh, Stone definitely has to consider it in terms of uh, the money and in terms of, you know, impact like cut your losses early i just don't see that happening either because if he does really believe in his impact and possibilities as a big for this team then you got to keep him and send him to the g league but overall i think the deal for bruno fernando actually i'm extremely happy for him the man got paid he signed a exhibit 10 contract which is converted to a 2a and then now is an official nba contract um, I think what I read earlier was that this year is the only guaranteed year. The next three years are non-guaranteed, and the final year is a team option for the Rockets. So it's a very smart deal in terms of the contract since non-guaranteed. You can easily be cut and released before a certain date if need be in terms of paying. Um, but at the end of the day, um, the Rockets did what was best for them to lock up Bruno Fernando in a pseudo long-term deal in terms of very cap friendly and very team friendly so kudos to you rafael stone for making that happen uh bruno fernando was on the free agent block for quite a while so i guess it makes sense for bruno in terms of he didn't want to experience it for quite a while and if he plays his ass off he won't hit free agency for another four years so kudos to him man and i'm very happy for him um i'm really curious to see the effect it takes on the whole team in terms of our centers so we'll see how that goes, man. I have no idea. But those are certainly a possible uh, impacts and possible outcomes that can pertain directly and indirectly to this contract extension. I need Garuba to stay. Yeah, I know you do. I just... Why? <laughs> like, I'm so happy for Bruno Fernando, but... I really like Garuba, guys. I really do. Like, before... I got. I got to tell you, man. For for me, for my personal f- fandom, I mean, uh, for my personal fandom, Garuba walked so Jabari could run. That's that was my setup. Like I loved Garuba. Garuba was my Jabari last year. But I mean, Jabari's my my love for Jabari, my fandom for Jabari. I was the by the way, total 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 side note. I was the only fan in the entire ten thousand five hundred plus Toyota Center that was wearing a Jabari Smith freaking jersey oh that's I was true the yeah, only very, one. Very I, was, true. I only saw very, one very very true i only saw one and you're looking at him baby i was the only one wearing a jabari smith jersey there's there should be more i'm telling y'all there should be more bots so go to toyota center right now go to the team store and get your 
freaking Jabari jersey while you're at it. So I'm curious to see what's going to happen there in regards to Bruno Fernando. Jim, let's close the book on this game. Look, it's just game one. I don't, you know, we, we can break it down 10 ways to Sunday, but it's just a preseason game on top of it. So we're going to close the book here on a game. A wonderful win. We have another game against the Raptors on Friday. We'll talk more about it later. Look, I just mentioned the team store. Team store is going to be a pack-in because this Saturday we finally get a release from Rockets player Jay Gupp. Josh Christopher, the news broke at 10 a.m. Central this morning that Josh Christopher is going to be dropping his first uh, collab line with the Rockets, long sleeves and hoodies, getting ready for the fall season. The designs look out of this world, no pun intended. It's an absolutely incredible design. Um, off the top of my head, I'm telling y'all right now that you're going to find me. I'm, I'm going to be there Saturday. And 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 the GM knows how I operate. When I want something, oh, I'm going to be one of the first people there. Like, mm -hmm. if I really, really want, I'm going to be the first person there. The Nintendo Mini, I was there at 3 a.m., I was there at 3 a.m. to pick it up. The Super Nintendo Mini, I was there at 1 a.m. to pick it up. Like, if I really want something, I'm going to go get it. Josh Christopher, I'm definitely going to be here to get at Toyota Center early in the morning to get that gear. GM, when this news had dropped, we heard inklings about a merch a merch drop from Josh Christopher. But in terms of but in terms of style, in terms of swag, can you think of a more deserving person on this team that deserved to rep Houston and, de and deserved to rep a collab line with the Rockets as much as a Jacob, a.k.a. Josh, Josh Christopher? No, man. I mean, I think uh, Jacob is a perfect representation of the presentation of what is the swagger of Houston. And if you're looking at the designs, man, I think the designs are super dope, man. Shout out to Jacob for bringing this out and releasing this, especially with the Rockets. And I think it's just really, really cool. And I think it's a great rep representation of the city, the way he kind of uh, was able to bring it out. Shout out to Jaga, man, again. Because, I mean, look at him, man. Like, he's endearing himself to the city. And he's, a, he's he seems like such a nice dude, genuinely. Like, he's very nice to all of his fans. He's very cool. Just seems like a genuine good guy. Like, I always hear good things about, like, yes, he's a guy that wants to give interviews. Like, mm -hmm. he's the guy that he's not going to give you the old, you know, meat and potato interview. He'll yeah. give it, he'll give good takes, like, really mm -hmm. different takes. I think that was one thing that make Josh Christopher very special. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And, you know, like, it reflects on the court. He tries hard on the court. He puts in all of his effort out there. Um, every time he's out there, you can see it. He puts effort on defense and offense, and he gets to like put a lot of effort into this brand as well. And I think that's just a true reflection of who uh, Josh Christopher is. And, dude, I'm just really excited for the city, man. And it's a Houston-exclusive thing too. So people all around the city will be able to have this, and when they travel, they'll be able to rep not just the Houston Rockets, but they'll be able to rep Josh Christopher as well. This is just a dope release for him. I'm extremely excited and I'm happy for just the whole city, man. It's really, really awesome. Do you want to know one thing that's actually very interesting about this whole setup is that... Sure, let's go for it. Reading in the article, he did say... Uh, Shouts to Ben Dubose as well on Rockets Wire because I was able to read his article earlier today. And I have it pulled up right now. And he's and it does say, in the near future, the Rockets plan to collaborate on apparel items with other players. With the goal of sharing their personal basketball journeys with the fans, Christopher's line is just the beginning. So, Josh Christopher's opening up the floor here, but makes me think, you know... 
there's going to be more players that are going to be end, that are going to end up coming through the reins of this uh, this this clothing line. You know, this little mini line that they're going to be coming out with Josh Christopher's number one, and I, that's exciting. I mean, you just imagine what you know what the the type of demand that a Jalen Green can bring with the swagger that he already has. A Kevin Porter Jr., a Jabari Smith, a Alperin Shangun. You know, I'm drip today. Like you know, imagine those types <laughs> yeah, of players with that with that with that type of opportunity. So, with the with the opportunity that these other Rockets players are going to have. Uh, how excited are you to know that this is a collaboration that's going to happen in the future with other Rockets players? Um, I think it's pretty dope, man. And I really like that uh, Josh is able to be the one to pave the way for everybody. So that's pretty dope, man. Um, I'm curious to see if who it is next that works. Up. Is it going to be Jalen Green? Is it going to be LP? Will it be KPJ? I don't know, to be honest with you. Put your guess out there right now. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. Let's put our money on the table. Let's see. You you pick one and I'll pick one. Who's going to be next in the merch, in the merch line? Who's going to be next? Who gets it? Alp, Alperin, Shangun. You pick Alperin, Shangun? Absolutely. I'm going to go... I'm going to go... I, I'm split. I, it's either Jalen Green or Kevin Porter Jr., but I got to pick one, so I'm going to go Jalen Green because Josh Christopher's... Mm-hmm. Like, they're close. Yeah. I'm assuming Jalen Green should get the reins next. Yeah. But that's a toss-up. Him and Alp, who's the most dripped? Like, you know, like, uh, the, the, they LP, all got LP swag. Alp is constantly dripped. Yeah, he's constantly... So I love it. Absolutely. So we're just excited to get this out there. Um, just the practice, the, to, to go to that open practice, obviously, and, and to get the swag and the gear. Um, GM, this wasn't going to be a very long episode. We just kind of wanted to recap the game, talk about the recent news, the Josh Christopher drop. But what message do we have to tell Rockets fans after watching this first game, after getting to kind of see how these players play? What's the number one message that we can give to our Rockets, to our Rockets fans that listen, and of course to our Summit fans that are listening to this episode? Uh, just to keep watching, man. Like uh, Friday's going to be another game. I don't think this game was on TV. It was not on AT and T. Yeah, it was yeah, on Rockets.com. Yeah, and it was actually uh, Matt Thomas. They they actually um they wove the they wove the radio announcement. Oh, okay. So it was Matt Thomas. Oh, that's awesome. Good so for it was Matt. Matt Thomas on seven ninety that was actually mm. doing the game. Oh, that's cool. I mean, it was. Unfortunate for everybody that wasn't able to watch the game, but wait till Friday. Friday will get, be uh, against a more formidable opponent in the Toronto Raptors. Hopefully, we'll see some of their good players. We'll see some Scotty Barnes, Fred Van Vliet, Pascal Siakam, you know, and we'll see them on the floor playing against our team and give it a better barometer in terms of how the team looks and plays against better talent as opposed to the cellar dweller San Antonio Spurs. Um, you know, everything looks good. Everything looks solid. Really, really happy. But, you know, every, every like, everyone just please watch. Be patient and understand that this is still a process. But trust me when I say is that we're not going to be a last place seller dweller team. This team will be much better than we were last year. Even if we get to, like, 26 wins, it'll still be six wins better than last year. But I can promise you that we'll be in games a bit closer. There won't be as many blowouts I will say that I think we're going to compete with the good teams and we're going to be there and I'm not too worried. Just remember that, you know, these guys are still young, especially a guy like Jabari Smith Jr. He's going to go through his struggles and shooting that happens. I think his defense will always be there. Tar Easton probably won't get PT to start the year. If KJ Martin is still in this uniform, I'll tell you that much. He's probably going to go down to the G league with uh Ty Ty Washington, but don't be mad because 
things will happen. Injuries will occur. People will get traded. And these guys will get called up and these guys will play. So just, you know, take every moment and every day as it is in every game and just truly enjoy it, man. I'm excited. I'm excited too. I think what fans also need to pay attention to, just to kind of jump on your back here in regards to what they need to pay attention to, do not, one thing, do not pay attention as much to the win-loss column. Um, This team isn't last year's team. I cannot stress this enough. The second that Tari and Jabari got drafted, the team's complexity changed, and I think it changed forever for the better, for the betterment of the team. And this is the type of team that, you know, Silas kept saying, we're going to, this is going to be a tough team to, like, we're going to be a tough team to beat. Like, we're, you know, you're going to have to work your tail off to beat us. And after watching game one, I fully believe it. I feel like this Rockets team can give any other team, if they can just, give their all, and put it on the floor for 48 consistent minutes, build a culture, then you are absolutely looking at a team that is going to be tough to beat every single game. That's going to be a game marked on the calendar. See, for the rival NBA teams, last year, they they probably chalked up, looked at the Rockets, and were like, okay, this should be a win. This should be a win, right? I want these rival teams this season to look at us and be like, oh, man, we got to play this Rockets team. Like, these guys are pests. Like, I want it... I want the vibe similar to that to those lost years, you know, with with Aaron Brooks and Kevin Martin and Courtney Lee and Goran Dragic, I, Louis Scola. Like I want that same fire and passion. Like that team wasn't gonna make the playoffs, but you knew that 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 team was gonna be a team that gave you everything they had, and you had to play at the top of your game, near the top of your game, to have a chance to beat them. So that's what I want, and I think if this team can prove that and do that. You're looking at a possible, very possible, very plausible play and opportunity for this team. So just pay attention to the yeah. to the games, uh, ladies and gentlemen, and just pay attention to these guys and pay attention to the Rockets. And, you know, more importantly, continue to follow them and just see what they got going on because there's going to be big time stuff happening. We got the gaming once again on Friday against Toronto, so that'll be the round out the games for the week. And then we'll be covering that as well afterwards. We'll be coming out with an episode following that as well at some point, maybe during the weekend or on the first of the Monday during the next week. But we definitely wanted to get this episode out to y'all, and we definitely wanted to give y'all our opinions, our expert opinions on what we thought about this game and uh, what it means for our Rockets moving forward. GM, let's go. Let's get ready to go home here. Any last words to say? And if you have get get everything out of your chest now, and then of course give us the sign off one time. <laughs> Everything off my chest. Well, first of all, let's just give a shout out to our boys Ike and Kush. They had the release of their first episode of their podcast called Inside the H. Uh, shout outs to them. We're very, very happy for them. You know, those guys work very hard. They're great dudes. And let me tell you something, man. Like, um, they shouted us out, like how they met us. They met um, each other for the first time at our wash parties and that's kind of crazy to me you know it's 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 kind of crazy that makes me um really happy that we were able to be some of those people that bring people together you know and i guess that is kind of a reflection of what we try to accomplish in terms of our watch parties it's bringing people together and to see that solidify especially for our boys like i can kush dude we are so happy for you guys. So anyone that listens to us, please subscribe to them on Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. They're a podcast that doesn't just talk about the Rockets. We talk about all of Houston sports, like the Astros and the Texans as well. 
So um, everyone make sure just to give them a listen, and we're just really happy for them. Um, so with that being said, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at JP underscore Mirabueno. Follow our our podcast at Summit, S-O-M, pod on Twitter, and follow our Instagram at Summit State of Mind underscore pod. Make sure to follow our good friends and fam over at Apollo HOU and follow our personal group at Apollo NBA. We're so proud to be part of this team. We're extremely happy and proud to be supported by such great people and surrounded by such great people. So there you go, Ken. Great. Beautiful. I love that. That was fantastic. Shout outs to Ike and uh, yeah, shouts to Ike and Kush one time. We're, we're so excited. That has been in the works for quite a while. It kept us in the loop and we we're finally able to publicly put it out there. So we're, we're so happy for y'all. We're rooting for y'all. We're in y'all's corner. We can't wait to see what y'all are going to do and where y'all are going to take the pod. Uh, Summit fully endorses them. So if you're not listening to us, go ahead and listen to them one time they definitely earned it and those are two dudes that definitely rep the h inside the h definitely a uh, a proper name for two dudes that really bleed uh houston so shout outs to them one time uh yeah there's nothing more to say in regards to uh those cheap plugs uh, i've given my cheap plugs to open the show and the gm gives his cheap plugs to close the show so <laughs> that's all in the words of forrest gump that's all i have to say about that that's all i gotta say about that so <laughs> Y'all have a good rest of your week. Uh, this most likely is going to be the only episode that will be released during the week, obviously unless something else happens. Um, other than that, you guys have a good rest of your week, and enjoy Rockets-Raptors coming this Friday at 7 p.m. Uh, we're not going to be able to be at that game, but we'll definitely be tuning in and watching along with the rest of the city and the rest of y'all in Houston. Thank you for continued supporting us. Episode 124, from our voice all the way to your wonderful ears, and we appreciate each and every one of y'all. Take care, and once again on the sign-off, go Rockets. The Summit for, 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 for life.